Information is for illustrative purposes only and do not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Paul Durso and Charles Bowers, Jr. are investment advisor representatives of Insight Folios. Retirement is coming up fast. Will you have the income for the life you're dreaming of? Will you be traveling or flipping channels? Will you be helping the kids and grandkids or asking them for help? If you've worked, saved, and done without, but you still don't know if you'll make it, then welcome to Simply Financial, where you'll learn to invest like a pro so you can move forward with confidence. This is Simply Financial with Paul Durso, your first step to financial clarity. Now, here's Paul. This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where we're all about taking your first step to financial clarity. I'm your host, Paul, here with my amazing, amazing co-host, Charlie. Stop it. <laughs> we have a great show in store for you today. Are you an AARP member? I'm asking you, Charlie. No, I'm, not, I'm not old <laughs> enough yet, Paul. Sorry. I'm just kidding. Do you think you were the only game in, or do you think that AARP is the only game in town offering benefits and representation to mature citizens? And more importantly, are they truly representing your interest and values in Washington? Andrew Mangione, VP of Government Relations for the Association of Mature Citizens, American Citizens, that's AMAC, is the conservative voice representing you to Washington. Stay tuned to learn what choices you have for senior benefits and senior advocates. So if you know anybody who's looking for an alternative to AARP, call them now and turn, tell them to turn into Simply Financial. But first, I got to tell you, when I was really, really young, um, I remember a time when I was in this grocery store with my, with my mom and my sister. Mm-hmm. And um, we were at the grocery store, and I, I grew up really, really poor. And uh, I believe at this point in our life, we were on food stamps and we're at the grocery store and we didn't, I didn't get a whole lot of treats when I was real young because we couldn't afford a lot of the good stuff. And I remember being at the checkout counter, your typical little, you know, four-year-old boy. And I wanted a candy bar really bad. I was begging, begging my mom, can we please get it? Please get it. She's like, honey, we can't do it. We can't do it. And I was very outgoing. I talked to anybody. And um, I was determined to get this candy bar. And uh, I kind of disappeared. We're at the checkout line. And my mom was looking for me at one point, And I kind of popped up, you know, on the other side mm-hmm. of the counter. And, and uh, she's like, we got to go, honey. And we walk outside. And wouldn't you know, as soon as we get outside the door, I whip out that candy you pull bar. pull the candy bar right out, out of pocket. my jacket. Oh. And my, my mom went nuts on me. And she's like, Paul Durso, what did you do? And I was like, what? And I was like, I got my candy bar. And she's like, you stole that. And I was like, no, I didn't. And she's like, you're going to march right back in there and you're going to tell that person behind that counter that you stole that and you're going to face the consequences. And I was like, I did not steal this candy bar. So she walks me right back into that counter and I'm looking at this lady in the face and she's like, tell her. And I'm like, tell her what? And she's like, you tell her that you stole that candy bar. And I'm looking at her and all of a sudden this lady from around the other side comes walking around really sweet um, older lady and her husband walk up to my mom kind of tap her on the shoulder Mm. and she's like ma'am ma'am and my mom's like yes and she's like your son didn't steal that candy bar she goes i bought that candy bar for him oh and um, and i'm looking at my mom like told (laughs) you told you i didn't steal it and she's like, you know, he had come over. He was in our aisle looking at all the candy, and he just looked super cute. And we started asking him some questions and just had this really nice conversation. And I just felt like I, I was going to buy him that candy bar. I hope you were okay with that. And the reason why I'm telling this story is because from that day forward, you know, I just had, I've always had an affinity for my, my grandparents and for people older than me because they've always looked out for me. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. why we really we put together the show today because we want to give back. We want to say, who, who's out there looking and taking care of you? Who's out there that can help you 
make make the best decisions and, yeah. and give you alternatives to some of the sometimes life isn't fair and and sometimes there's things that are out there that people can help you with so i'm really excited to introduce the guest that we have today before i do that i might need to make an observation you know you said you were super cute back then i think i speak for steven and i both when i say you've outgrown that and you won't get someone buying you a candy well that's bar why today. i've got the face for radio right? you got the face for radio so let's go ahead and introduce our guest. Andrew J. Mangione is the Vice President of Government Relations for AMAC. That's the Association of Mature American Citizens. And he serves as the Lead Legislative and Government Contact in Washington, D.C. for AMAC. He's also responsible for national grassroots outreach and developing strategic relationships. He's married to wife Amy, lives in Louisville, Kentucky, with their two sons, Andrew and Daniel. And Andy is also quite active in his church. So welcome, Andy Mangione. Thank you very much for having me, Paul and Charlie. Great to be here. I'm glad you're here. So real brief, how did you come to work with the Association of AMAC? Uh, well, AMAC came into my path. I moved to Louisville, Kentucky. It's been 10 years. And I moved down here to work for a large health benefits organization. And AMAC, uh, my, my job was to find strategic partners to externally distribute Medicare Advantage. Mm -hmm. And I needed to find uh, my prospects included those people or those organizations who have access to the age 65-plus demographic, the mm -hmm. Medicare demographic. And the very first call that I made was with some guy named Dan Weber and some company called AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. And Dan, at that time, 10 years ago, had 5,000 members, most of which he gave away. And we, he became a strategic partner of this health benefits organization. And I managed his account and eventually went to work for him. Now, you fast forward to 2018, and AMAC has over 1.3 million members. These are dues-paying members. We mm. stopped, uh, essentially stopped giving away memberships. These are dues-paying members in all 50 states. And I should say, yes, we are our benefits. We are a member benefits organization uh, where you can uh, subscribe and enjoy travel discounts and discounts on insurance and lifestyle discounts, access to products, uh, discounted products like hearing aids and, you know, car rental discounts and hotel discounts. We're not just limited to seniors. We are a conservative organization, and anyone is welcome to join. It costs $16 for you and your spouse, and we sign you up by household. And uh, I joined AMAC probably, oh, two years after I first met Dan Weber, two or three years after I met Dan Weber, and uh, have been uh, uh, very pleased with the, the growth of the organization, not only from a membership perspective and from a, a, a member benefits perspective, but with the progress that we're making in Washington, particularly with this administration. Now, is that $16 a year or a month? It's a year. It's wow, $16 a year, and it covers you wow. and your spouse. So it's really negligible, and you have access to uh, a full roster of member benefits. And, and it's getting uh, more robust by the day. And, and you would call, consider this, and I think we used it in the intro, a, a conservative alternative to AARP. Is that a yes. fair statement, or yes. is there more to it than that? Or? That, that? That is a fair statement. What would you say? that Are there any differences, or it's just an alternative, about the same thing? It is a, uh, I think there are, um, other than we are a right-of-center organization, um, we are pretty similar in terms of uh, being a member benefits organization. Mm -hmm. uh, but the biggest difference is uh, we take our marching orders from our members. And I'll give you an example. Uh, back in the day of Obamacare, when Obamacare was being debated, um, there is a uh, transcript of, and you can access this if you just Google AARP and Obamacare, and there's a transcript of uh, emails that were flying back and forth between representatives of the administration, of the Obama administration, and AARP. And uh, AARP members were calling in saying, uh, we, we, please don't support Obamacare, we're, we're, we're not interested in this. And I guess the ratio is pretty high. It was a pretty high ratio hmm. of how many members were calling and opposing Obamacare, and they went ahead and made the executive decision and supported it anyway. Now, if you look at AMAC, uh, we poll our members on a weekly basis. We speak to our members, 
and they guide our legislative efforts in Washington. Love it. So they have a true a true voice in Washington. We don't unilaterally make decisions. Mm-hmm. We we counsel. Uh, you know, we speak with our members first and take their counsel to heart, and then map out our strategies and tactics with regard to you know, uh, what we're going to support and what we're not going to support from a legislative perspective. Now, you, you've said that you're a conservative organization, and it's no secret that the Democrats, if, if they take over, are going to do work to undo the, the economy that Trump has set in place. You know, this means higher taxes, stifle the, you know, economic, economic growth, loss mm-hmm. of manufacturing jobs, lower returns on investments, potentially the stock market goes down. We've seen a little bit of craziness in the market in the last six weeks. Definitely. Inflation increased on cost of goods. W- what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think that the Democrats have not been shy about stating exactly what they're going to do should they be successful uh, on Election Day and at least retake the House. Uh, they will do everything they can, and they've been doing everything they can to stop the, the, the President Trump's agenda. But they're going to particularly take aim at the economy and raise taxes, and they've, they've said as much. This is not me speculating. This is not an official AMAC position. This is Google it, okay? <laughs> right. This is, you know, and, and, and we, and, which will, the economy's roaring right now. There has been some volatility with the stock market. There's yep. been some corrections, too, and that, I think, corrections and volatility can sometimes be the same thing, mm-hmm. okay? But overall, uh, there are more jobs than there are people to fill them. Uh, which it's it's fantastic. Uh, people are uh, they you know people are experiencing higher paychecks, and the Democrats will work to undo everything by raising taxes, um, and you'll see less investment in uh, you know from the American uh, from the American company owner, the American you know, manufacturing owner, uh, because of high taxes, uh, and and it will stifle the growth that we've been experiencing. Look at how the GDP has grown. And then compare it, I mean, in, in the first two years of this administration, going on three, and compare it to anything that happened over the last eight years of the Obama administration. Yeah. Hey, um, you know, let's look at his second term. Let's give him a break because he did inherit, you know, a, a recession that he had to deal with. So I, all this comes to a halt. And, and, and not just domestically, but from a foreign policy perspective, it's going to be a giant wrench, yeah. you know, into the gears of... of, of how forward this economy has been moving the past couple of years. Okay, and when we get back from break, we're going to delve into that a little bit more if there's going to be some political change. Uh, Andy's going to share a little bit with us on how we might be able to protect ourselves. This is Charlie Bowers. The show is Simply Financial with Paul Durso, and this is the Insight Financial Network, IFN. Hey, it's Paul, and we'll be right back to the show in just a minute. But if you're worried about where you're going to get your dream income for retirement, just give us a call, and we're going to get in your hands absolutely free our Retirement Rescue Toolkit. For the first 10 callers, you're going to get two books and a ton of other materials that you wouldn't quite expect to get from a financial advisor absolutely free. Knowledge is power, right? So here's a ton of knowledge for you, and it's absolutely free. Just give us a call at 855-999-7526. Again, to get your free Retirement Rescue Toolkit today, pick up the phone and dial 855-999-7526. Hi, this is David Kotler, the insurance doctor. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso on the Insight Financial Network. This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso. I'm Charlie Bowers, and we're talking with Andy Mangione, Vice President of Government Relations for AMAC, about uh, does AMAC give us a better alternative to AARP, uh, better reflecting your views? So, Paul? So, I, I have a, you know, just before break, we started talking about political change in the environment. You know, it's you know, no matter what side of the fence you sit on, you can't deny how amazing the economy is going right now. And if there is political change, at least the House of Representatives, it, it it's a matter, it's a fact that things are going to change. With that being said, 
How does this bode for seniors? What what can they do to protect themselves? This is a this is a big issue that's going to affect all of us. But let's specifically talk about your sweet spot in the senior demographic. Well, you know uh, that that's a really good question. The first thing the seniors could do is get out and vote on November sixth. The first thing they can do, okay, and they could probably speak to their financializers to kind of prepare for. A slug economy. Maybe they can go back and talk about the strategies and tactics that they used back during the Obama administration with regard to protecting their investments. Mm-hmm. A sluggish economy. All right. And, and I mean, it's not as if I'm making this stuff up. Okay. Look at how uh, your investments did, your retirement investments did during the eight years of Obama. Okay. And compare it to where you are now with, you know, two-plus years of the Trump administration, all right? And if there's a lower return on your investment and you're retired or you're getting ready to retire, you have to prepare for that. And and the first thing I said was to vote. The second thing I would do is to talk to your financial planner to see what you can put in place to make sure that, you know, to protect yourself against, uh, a, a, you know, a volatile or, or a, a sluggish economy, economy that's on the downturn. Um, People retire, and some people like to keep busy, okay, Paul? You know, people like to keep busy, uh, but some people have to work uh, during retirement. They may not want to, and and you, you, a lot of seniors did work over during those eight years of Obama. We know that because we talked to them. Mm-hmm. And they weren't necessarily, they were retired, you know, in quotes, they were retired, but they had to run and find something to, get, to generate additional income because of the sluggish return on their on their investments, if they had investments in place at all. But it's so, I mean, people, you're going to see people going back to work that may not want to. And that's a, that's um, and a big concern. They like to keep busy. Yeah. yeah and, and, you know, people want to stay busy, not because they have to, but because they want, they want to. to. Yeah. And, just you know, one of the things that you just, about. one of the things that you just said that I want to bring light of is, you know, you need to talk to your financial advisor and, you know, see if there's different ways that you can protect yourself if, in fact, political change is in the air. If, you know, you even even in light of the fact that you do vote and, you know, the Democrats take the House and there's going to be some change. So whether you're a client of ours or not, what I'd suggest you do to start this process is dial, the, dial 704-529-9500. Get in front of Charlie and I. We're going to build you a plan to help you understand what's going to what would take place and one of the things that we're going to talk about lower, later in the show is market volatility and w- what's it mean you know yeah. when there's crazy things that happen in the market when it goes down and how that actually doesn't have to hurt you and, and regardless of who's in political uh, power uh, you know social security uh, taxes different things are going to, to to impact your uh, potential future and so that's why I think it is important for people to come talk to us and uh, to figure out exactly what they can do to better prepare for some of these uncertainties. So yeah, again, big uncertainties. So just pick up the phone, dial 704-529-9500. Again, 704-529-9500. You're going to talk to the lovely and talented Janet Dustman. She's going to help you set an appointment with us, what's best for everybody involved, so we can get you in the office build you a plan and help you prepare to to ensure that you're not going to be devastated by a potential downturn that if that does happen. Yeah. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Andy Mangione, Vice President of Government Relations for AMAC. And Andy, can you talk about the question of were, were the Trump tax cuts premature or where do you think taxes might might be going in the future? Uh, I, I don't think they were premature. I think they were spot on. I mean, um, you saw the record amounts of revenue that the Obama administration took in, tax revenue, I should say, mm-hmm. if I didn't say it already, um, took in during the eight years of his administration. Um, I think it was a great start. I don't think they've cut them enough. And I know that there's talk of uh, a targeted middle-class tax tax cut. I think they need to make these permanent, and I think they need to revisit it to see if there's any more fat that they can cut. Didn't the president ask each of his cabinet members to have a 5% reduction. I could be mistaken, but in terms of the actual percentage, but he's looking to cut government in terms of uh, overhead. He absolutely and, said that. He, he wants that, to, to cut I mean, come, waste. Go yeah. ahead. No, no, he absolutely said he wanted to cut waste, and, and yeah. what a great way to, to and he's do done, that. 
I'm sorry, Charlie, but yes, he and, and he's and he's he's done some of that right now. So I, uh, you know, provided things go on the way that they are and there's no obstruction, um, i.e., the you know, Democrats remain in the minority in the House. Uh, he, I think the president will continue to make tax cuts targeted for the middle class, as well as reduce government overhead. And this all bodes well for, I think, everybody's, you know, everybody's investments, uh, everybody's wages, everybody's savings account. So the, it, it's exciting, provided we get past next, you know, mm-hmm. November 6th. And, uh, you know, I, I think what a lot of people are, are not realizing, or, or they are realizing, but we're just not being talked about, is that the House is in play. I don't think the Senate is, Okay. And if, if we end up with a Republican-controlled Senate and a Democratic-controlled House, you know, the president's, you know, President Trump still has the White House and he can veto, but his agenda will come to a halt. Mm-hmm. And that will have an effect on the stock market and that will have an effect on people's outlooks. If you're, right now, people are so positive with regard to consumer spending, with regard to you know, how, they, how they feel about the way the economy is going. And these are good signs. This, this means that people are satisfied with, with their financial picture heading into a midterm election, and that positions, I think, Republicans well. But if there is a Democratic takeover and, uh, and they're working hard to stop the Trump agenda, I think people's outlook will change, and that will be reflective in, uh, you know, in, in investment in businesses, and investments people making personally, and I think people will probably go into a kind of protective mode, and I think that that, that, that will lend itself to the beginning of a sluggish economy. So what do you think is going to happen with taxes in the future? Uh, I mean, well, if the Republicans win, I think we'll see tax cuts. I think we'll see more tax cuts. All right, and and, I, and I'm sorry, you know, Paul. I, I don't mean to sound so simplistic. You guys are the financial experts. I'm just, I'm just a guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hoping that his investments do well, and you know, and and I'm, you know, uh, paying close attention to when my statement arrive, you know, arrives, and 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 the money that my wife and I are saving. That you know, we're, we're you know, we're working hard to to save for our future. I think that if the Republicans win, taxes will be cut, and the economy will continue to grow. I think if Democrats win, that comes to a halt. And I think that and that doesn't do anybody any good. And and for the life of me, uh, I, I've never understood increased taxes. And I mean, there's people are going to. Uh, I, I understand, and this is and this is, and I can speak on behalf of AMAC members too right now. I I believe that AMAC members know that in a representative republic, and that's what we live in. We don't live in a democracy. We live in a representative republic that you have to pay for the government that you get. Obviously, you need infrastructure. Obviously, you need money to pay for schools. Okay, we, we get that. The rub lies in how much right. and how much is wasted. Okay, so it's not as if, you know, we don't want to pay any taxes. You know you have to pay taxes to receive city services. Somebody has to pick up your trash. Somebody has to make sure that the bridges are maintained and schools are funded. All right, nobody's going to argue that point. The question lies in how much and what kind of programs are That's you creating to make yep. people addicted to government. So, mm-hmm. so well, I'm going to switch gears here for a second. We're, we're running out of time in this segment. But back in June of this year, Social Security trustees said that they will have to dip in the trust fund to meet its financial ab- obligations. Can you talk on, speak on that for a little bit? The, the trustees, the Social Security trustees, and this is a hot button for AMAC members. They want the, I mean, they're, if you talk to younger people, you talk to millennials, they think there's going to be no Social Security for them, nothing. You talk to our members, they feel that, uh, you know, that it's going to uh, run out of money to Social Security, that is, the trust fund, to, uh, you know, and there won't be anything to fund what they've paid into. The Social Security trustees every June issue a report. It's kind of a state of Social Security. Yep. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in 36 years, the trust fund has uh, had to access. I'm sorry, the trust fund. The, the trustees had to access the trust fund to shore up Social Security's financials. This hasn't happened in you know three plus. Decades. But we know this was hap- going to happen, and we know 2032, 2034. It's insolvent, and this is a big yeah. issue. We've known this. This is a huge issue, particularly for AMAC members. We have known this, and the can has been kicked down the road yep. year after year, administration after administration. They're going to have to do something about it, and they will do something about it. And we're, we are pressing the matter hard with uh, representatives in Washington because we've got a plan, and this is what sets us apart from other 
senior organizations. There are senior organizations out there that say, fix Social Security, but don't touch it. Keep it the same. We realize that something has to be done to Social Security, and we believe the answer is not increasing taxes on our children, on millennials, on Generation Xers. Uh, we want to shore up Social Security without raising taxes, and uh, we've got a plan. And I'd like to talk to you about well, that. Well, we're gonna. I don't want to get into that just through. yet. I don't want to get into your plan just yet. We're going to talk about that when we get back okay. from the break. But sure. we got about 30 seconds. Give me give me a 10-second answer here. What are politicians going to do to fix to fix this in the next two minutes, in the next in the, few years? Well, I mean, I, if, you t- if you talk to Newt Gingrich, he says remove the cap. Okay, remove the cap uh, and, and allow people that make X amount of income to continue to, to continue to pay Social Security taxes. We view that as an increase on people that are own small businesses that are formed as LLCs, and that's exactly what that is. Okay, we're going to we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we taxes. get back. Yeah. Uh, when we get back, we're going to discuss AMAC's plan to fix Social Security insolvency. This is Paul Durso. The show is Simply Financial, and this is the Insight Financial Network IFN. There's too much confusion. This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You're listening to Simply Financial with me, Paul Durso. And just before the break, we were talking about AMAX solution to fixing Social Security's insolvency. Andrew, I, I got to know, what is it? Let the cat out of the bag. Well, <laughs> and we're happy, we've, been, we've been promoting this on Capitol Hill for five or six years, okay? And we've run this by uh, Washington actuaries, and we've had people take a look at this. is not just a pipe dream. And I will tell you, let me, let me preface this. This is called the AMAC Social Security Guarantee. And you could look at this on our website, if I may shamefully promote it. Please do. Uh, yep. Don't uh, shamefully promote uh, it. Just promote it. AMAC, it's A-M-A-C dot U-S. And our Social Security Guarantee is right on the homepage. And you could click on this, and it goes into much more detail than I'm about to go into. I'll give you an overview of this. Now, keep in mind that there are people out there that say, fix Social Security, and in the same breath say, but don't change it. Right. It has to be changed. And it has to be changed from an AMAC perspective because we do not want a tax increase. They can keep it the same, but there will be a tax increase involved. And we would prefer not to have any uh, additional – we think that there's money there, okay? And we prefer that that the taxpayer not be burdened with additional taxes. And when I mean taxpayer, it's going to be younger people, okay? Mm -hmm. So we want to do this without raising taxes. So – we want to take a look. How can we do this? The proposal has three prime directives. Number one, we want to guarantee an increase in benefits for those with lower earnings. Why? Because most people with lower earnings don't necessarily have a whole lot of money saved. Mm-hmm. Okay? Number two, we want to guarantee that achieving solvency will happen, and we want to ensure that benefits will continue for generations. And number three, we want to provide a means for all earners to have more income available at retirement through a complimentary or supplemental Social Security Plus account. And we'll talk about that. It's a savings account. We want people to save their own money so they can retire early. Okay? So, so this is an one, individual plan. Go ahead. Did you, this is an individual plan. Was there plan. a question? Yes. Is this an yes, individual exactly, plan? That, that's exactly right. And it's something like, who was it, George Bush proposed 2% that people seem to get all upset about that, that oh, no, we can't. Can't Let's, afford two percent. Can't let people put yeah, their well, own money no, in and save. People saving their own money. Right. What, what President Bush wanted to do was take two percent of the federal benefit and invest it in the stock market, which mm. would have worked. But Democrats freaked out that uh, you know they're taking public money and putting it into a private sector. Um, I mean, they they call them all kinds of crazy names. But and they do that now. Pretty. I mean, look at BlackRock, yeah, exactly who manages right. their four hundred one k. So, I mean, that that the, which is the largest four hundred one k in the world. And that's a hundred percent in the stock market if you're in the C fund. So yeah. I, I, that that, is, that logic doesn't fly with me. Logic doesn't work in in Washington, Paul. You know that. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. You guys are talking crazy now. Woo! <laughs> no, but uh, um, so the the first aspect of keep in mind back in 2009, 2010, and 2016, there was no uh, Social Security cost of living adjustment. 
All right. And despite that expenses, most common to seniors, food, insurance, medical treatment, drugs, prescription drugs continue to rise. Okay. So under our plan, all retirees will be guaranteed an increase each year. And this is how we lay it out. And again, you could look at this plan in greater detail on amac.us, amac.us. And it's our Social Security guarantee. So for beneficiaries with a household income less than $20,000, we want to guarantee a cost of living uh, adjustment every year in between 3 and 4%. 3% minimum, 4% maximum. For beneficiaries with a household income between $20,000 and $50,000, we want to take that COLA. We want to guarantee an increase of between 1.5% minimum up to 3% maximum. And for beneficiaries with a household income of $50,000 and $1 or higher, we want to set a, an annual cost of living adjustment, 1% minimum to 2% maximum. People will start screaming about means testing, okay? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I'll, fine, call it what you want. This is our plan to raise. Keep in mind, we want to do this without increasing taxes. But we're guaranteeing an increase in you know, a cost of living adjustment, you know, that that did not happen in 2009, 2010, or 2016. Okay, so all retirees will be guaranteed an increase, and it'll be adjusted based on your income. Now, is Washington looking at this? Is is this absolutely okay? Yes, yes, yes. We, we yes, they are definitely looking at this. Now, we're not going to delude ourselves to think that our plan is going to sail through Congress, and it's going to be just as it is. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we are. No. We're prepared to argue. Um, for this plan, but we also realize that, you know, a success is considered if they take a portion of this plan and incorporate it with something else. Because, as you know, our representatives in Congress all have big ideas. Mm. But it's been the bottom line, gentlemen, is that this plan has been well received. That's phase one. That's the first directive, guaranteeing increasing benefits for those with lower earnings. Number two, uh, we want to uh, guarantee the solvency of the retirement trust fund. And yes, we are, we are looking at implementing an age setback. Okay, so in implementing a new retirement age for new for newer retirees. Okay, we want to keep early retirement at 62. Okay, but we will we and we want to phase this in. We want to phase in a new retirement age. Again, this is for newer beneficiaries, not people that are currently receiving benefits. But phase it in slowly, set back the age to 67 um, by a couple of months each year. And, again, I'm, I'm giving you the 50,000-foot the, the view here. It's in yep. much better detail or much greater detail on our website at amac.us. Yep. Okay. Uh, we want to guarantee – I'm sorry, we want to increase the new retirement age by two months each year until the new retirement age reaches age 69 – for those who turn age 62 in the year 2034. Now, what this will do is guarantee the solvency of of the trust fund without raising taxes. I have to continue to say that. Okay. And you're saying that the Washington actuaries you talked to actually showed this uh, type result. The source here that we used was the Office of the Chief Actuary, um, and this was a letter that we sent to, this was back in 2016, mm-hmm. okay, um, that uh, we worked with a representative, uh, Ribble, R-I-B-B-L-E. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we have shown this uh, to the Office of the Chief Actuary. And uh, it, it, what this does is guarantee solvency. Mm-hmm. And it has been, and they agreed with us, essentially. Wow. Okay. And there will be some adjustment to the primary insurance amount to keep lower income earner benefits the same and lowering the benefits for higher-income earners. Mm-hmm. So people may scream and yell, that, okay, you're means-testing, you're means-testing. And, 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 and quite frankly, I mean, if, if I'm Bill Gates, I paid into Social Security, I probably paid more than I did, um, he'll receive something, but it, it, you know, he'll receive uh, benefits, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also want to adjust that based, you know, they will be lowered to keep the trust fund solvent without raising taxes, Based on the income, his individual income in retirement. Well, we're we're big about so, progressive taxes go, here and means testing already, so it's not really anything okay. new. Okay. All right. So I mean, what we basically want to do is create a new bend point, and mm-hmm. again, if, yep. at the fiftieth percentile. Okay. So we're going to maintain current law benefits for all earners who are at the fiftieth percentile and below, 
and the people that who are at the 32 and 15 percent factors uh, will have an, uh, an adjustment down in uh, their initial benefits based on their income. And again, all with the caveat that we want to do this without raising taxes. I like all right, it. So we, we've and, and, and this will um, keep Social Security solvent for decades. The third portion of our of our prime directive is to provide a means for everybody to save money and what we want to do is establish a voluntary account for both the employee and employer where the individual owns this supplemental retirement account i mean not every business offers a 401k and we realize that and we also know that americans aren't saving as much money and you guys know this oh yeah they're not saving as much as they should if they're saving at all so we want to provide some financial incentive. There's a, be a tax deduction for the employer, an after-tax for the employee with the income sheltered. Uh, the employee is not taxed on receiving funds. This will be similar to a Roth. It's, uh, the, this uh, savings will be paid via payroll deduction, and the employer provides the contribution slot to the employee. Mm-hmm. All right? Um, after, and we're calling this the Social Security Plus account. Um, after it becomes available, the employer must offer to all employees full and part-time. And when new employees are hired, they, they have to opt out of this. Uh, otherwise, they'll be automatically enrolled at $10 a week. That'll be payroll deducted. The weekly minimum is 5 bucks. The, ma- the weekly maximum is $100 or $5,200 a year. Now, the idea here is that the employer, can, they may start or stop you know, their contribution at any time. The, the employer may elect to contribute to this Social Security Plus account in any amount or percentage that they choose up to $50 a week or $2,600 a year. Okay? This will be portable. If the wage earner changes jobs, the new employer must add the payroll access to the Social Security Plus account. All right? And the funds are only available to wage earners at age 62 or because of death or total disability. So, but we want to, we want to, yes, we're just talking about an age setback, gentlemen, but we also want to give people the opportunity to retire early and use the money that they saved in the Social Security Plus account where they're, that follows them around from job to job to job, and their employer may or may not contribute. But uh, you know, if a wage earner elects to start receiving payouts at, at, at any age between 62 and 70, okay, um, we want to index this, the, uh, the contribution for inflation at 4%, and Andrew. The, uh, the, the account benefits, including earnings, are tax-free. So we want to give people an opportunity to save their own money so mm. they're, they're realizing, you know, I, I don't get my full Social Security until I'm 69, but I want to retire early, and I have uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars or $150,000 or however amount of money in this Social Security account that uh, should enable them to retire early at 62 with, while they're waiting for their full benefits to kick in. And with regard to investing, we are suggesting that 80% of the funds in the Social Security Plus account be invested in stock funds. The 20% may be invested in any approved conservative investment. And a volunteer board of, of investment experts creates the lists of approved investments to assure that these are qualified, quality uh, investments. All right, and, well, and well, Andy, well, the, our, our listener can, can pick this up on your website, right? All the, the, You explain yeah, yeah. the Social Security plan there and that's at uh, yes, amac.us correct yes and you got all kind of benefits that uh, this this program offers to uh, subscribers and okay. and we're, we're quickly running out of time and i just want to thank you for being on the show with us and uh well, thank you really appreciate it you've got some great information and uh we'll remind our listener about the uh website that uh, where they can find some more information on the Social Security plan as well as the benefits that AMAC can bring to them. So when we get back from break, we're going to talk about a few things. We'll, we'll call them red flags. And this is Charlie Bowers. The show is Simply Financial with Paul Durso. And this is in the Insight Financial Network, IFN. Hey, this is Charlie, and we'll get back to the show in just a minute. But if you're worried about where you'll get the income for your dream retirement, just call us for our free retirement rescue toolkit. The first 10 callers will get two books and tons of other material you wouldn't expect to get from a financial advisor absolutely free. Knowledge is power, right? 
So here's a ton of knowledge for you, and it's free. Give us a call at Insight Folios at 855-999-7526. Get your free retirement rescue toolkit today. That's 855-999-7526. Hi, this is Rob Hill, author of Ask the Right Questions, Get the Right Answers for Sound Financial Retirement Planning. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, 1025-610-WFNZ. This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso. I'm Charlie Bowers, and we're getting ready to talk about red flags red that we've flags. seen just recently, as a matter of fact. Yeah, we just had a client in the office last week. A listener of this show. Yeah, came in the office, sat down, and said, you know, I was listening to some life insurance that, or discussion that you had on the show, and I just had to have a review. We start going through their investments. They had, what, like, uh, three or four life insurance policies. Right, right. They had an annuity, really large annuity. Annuity. And then their 401k was in. We thought, okay, they've got a 401k. And you know what it was invested in? Uh, annuity. An, an annuity. Annuity. So here's a couple who had four life insurance policies and two annuities. Yep. And they wanted a review because they're like, we feel we just have life insurance They just and weren't sure if it was quite right. But you know what? Their advisor, I, I do that in quotes. I'm sure you all saw that. Uh, they had the, the word life in the name of the company. So you kind of know what that means or where I'm going with that, right? Well, let me let me be a little bit more clear. The advisor that they went to uh, sold life insurance and annuities right. and nothing else. Right. And the investments that they had in their portfolio had life insurance and annuities and nothing else. So we're sitting in front of them. And if you've ever listened to our show before, if there's one thing that Charlie and I are incredibly biased about, it's planning. Forget about the products that you have. I don't care if it's life insurance, annuities, stocks, mutual funds, bonds, ETFs, whatever the flavor of the month is that you might like right now, none of it makes sense without seeing it through the lens of a financial plan. You've got to have the plan because remember now, now we can sell life insurance and annuities, so don't think we're totally against them. But for someone to walk in and that's all that they have, it just raises a red flag. It does. And, and again, I'll look at any investment like a pile of dirt. And I said this a couple of weeks ago. I'll say it again. Mm -hmm. You put dirt on the table. It's nothing more than dirt. Noth it's dirty. It's filthy. But you put dirt in a confined space like a pot or the ground. It will produce life. Investments are the exact same way. If you put them in the right place, they will produce for right. you. You right. put them in the wrong place. It's just filthy. It's just dirty. stuff it's that you stuff. spent money on. Exactly. Yeah. So the reason why we want to talk about red flags, first and foremost, if the person that you're working with, financial advisor, quote unquote, whatever you want to call that professional, quote unquote, <laughs> If they're just selling specific products, whether it be life insurance or annuities, or they have some specialized strategy, you know, hey, I am the life insurance specialist. I am the annuity doctor. I'm whatever. That immediately needs to be a red flag because all the advice you're going to get is that one It revolves product. around that product. Yeah. That, that is a major concern because there is no silver bullet in the financial industry. I wish there was. It'd make yeah. my job so much easier. But there's no financial bullet. There are, No, there's no s perfect investment, no silver bullet. There's nothing that will work in every situation. So if you've got life insurance, you've got annuities, no matter what you have, if you don't have a simple, easy to understand plan that makes everything clear, then you're you're probably doing something wrong. I, I'll actually say you're doing something wrong. I, I like when we, we run various products like we're doing with this couple through the simplicity planning process. We can put this variable annuity information in this life insurance policy and, and see if the results are better or worse. Does that product make your plan better or worse? Or in your best interest or their best interest. Right. And, and you know, and we like to say, all right, we're recommending this because it's a no-brainer. The, the, the report, the planning shows that this investment recommendation 
truly makes your situation much, much better, as opposed to, to some of these others that are really questionable, if not um, misrepresented. Well, let, let's talk about misrepresentation for a minute here. So there are really three types of financial advisors out there, three diff- or two designations, two different types of financial advisors, but they can actually be under three different umbrellas. The first yeah. one is the suitability umbrella. This is an advisor that has to give a suitable recommendation, which basically means as long as they can prove suitability, it could be in the best interest of the financial advisor, but as long as they can prove suitability, then it's okay. Let me yep. let me call a timeout on here. How is that legal? Like, I, that doesn't even make sense to me. So I can say, hey, this investment's suitable, but it's in my best interest, and it's totally legal. If I was a suitable advisor, I am not. I cannot operate under that. Charlie and I are fiduciaries. We are, it's illegal we for us to, to give that advice. We have to put a client's best interest first. First. Yeah, and yet regardless. there are advisors out there that are under the suitability umbrella, umbrella that just says, and hey. it's totally okay. And by the way, the client that we met with last week, they had a suitability advisor. Then you've got the fiduciary, which Charlie and I are. Charlie and I are. We have to, under every situation, give advice that's in the best interest of the client. You sit in front of us, there's no question we have to give advice that's in your best interest over our own. There's nothing else we can do. But, you know, people with suitability or or fiduciary uh, licenses, you, you come in and they say, here's what I think you should do. You know, they may be operating with that fiduciary standard. They may not necessarily, but that's why I like the plan, to have the plan there that, that just verifies, that supports, that confirms what we're saying makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so you've got the suitability standard. The advice has to be suitable, but it can be in the financial advisor's best interest. You've got a fiduciary, which has to give advice, which is in the best interest of the client. And then you've got this duly registered. And that was that got popular all of a that sudden. That is very popular. And most mainstream financial advisors, they work with a a firm that you've seen on television, you've seen on the, you've heard on the radio. If you've, if it's a popular outlet, I can tell you right now, they are duly registered, which basically mm-hmm. means they can say, "I'm a fiduciary. I have to give advice that's in your best interest." But they can actually give recommendations based on suitability that can be in their best interest. They've got two hats, and they can pull them on and off this as they see fit. Is the most dangerous advisor in America. Because they can do whatever they want to do. They can say one thing and do another because they wear both. Yep. You need to go to specifically an advi- or a fiduciary-only advisor. This is not duly registered. This is big mm-hmm. information here, folks. If there's anything you ever pay attention to in, in our show, first and foremost, it's to plan first over products. And secondly is to make sure the advice that you're getting is from a fiduciary-only financial advisor. That way, there's no way you can get advice that's outside of your best interest first. So if this conversation has caused you to question yourself, do the investments that I have, that I am that I own right now, are they truly working for me? Are they in my best interest? Well, give us a call at 704-529-9500 and talk to the lovely and talented Janet and set up a time to come in and talk to us where we can uh, build that simplicity report for you, put the information for these investments that you own into the, into the plan, and just confirm for you, bring a little peace of mind that what you own does make sense, is in your best interest, or maybe you need to reevaluate what you're doing and, and swap out investments. Again, that's 704-529-9500. 704-529-9500. Get on the phone, talk to Janet, set an appointment. Let's do a review, a fiduciary-driven review. No products need to be talked about. It's just what's in your best interest for your future to ensure you can retire the way you want to. Again, one last time, 704-529-9500. Really quick, Charlie, what do we have coming up next week? Well, next week, we, uh, we live in an amazing time, and just as there are huge advances in things like arthroscopic surgery and laser eye surgeries, there are also more sophisticated and highly effective scams. Online, through the mail, over the phone, people are constantly trying to separate you from your money and your identity. So we're bringing in the big guns next week. 
educationally speaking, of course. Joining us next week will be Supervisory Special Agent John Wydra of the FBI. He spends all day, every day, learning the latest scams and catching as many bad guys as he can. So don't miss this one. That's next Saturday on Simply Financial with Paul Durso. You know, Charlie and I, you know, obviously we're financial advisors, but, you know, there's a, there's a business mentality of, of the firm that we run. And a, a year ago, or no, actually, this is about two and, and a half years, years ago, ago, I was in a, a meeting that was being conducted by an FBI specialist, mm-hmm. this type of specialist here in Charlotte, and he basically started the meeting and he said, listen, if Russia or any organization that wanted to hack you, there's nothing you can do to they stop them. They would get you, yep. If somebody who knew what they were doing wanted to get into your office from a cybersecurity, from a cyber perspective, you can't stop them. Well, I mean, you look at the government's been hacked. Yahoo, just all of these huge companies that you think, oh, they've got all kind of cyber but there, experts. But there are things you can do. Think about the running from a bear in the woods. It's the guy who's the slowest gets caught. That's right. And that's basically what they said. That's the advice. That is what we're going to hear a lot more about that next week. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank so much Andy Maggioni for being on the show earlier today. Great, great content. Always have to thank the amazing producer extraordinaire Stephen Helbig he is amazing what he does and thank you fine folks here you know here at WFNZ who are giving Charlie and I this forum to bring financial clarity to the fine folks of the greater Charlotte market and beyond and mostly thank you for tuning in and telling your friends about this show it's our hope here at Simply Financial that we're going to be able to bring you useful steps to drive you towards financial clarity each and every week our ultimate goal of course is to help you Retire securely. If you want to talk, pick up the phone. Dial 704-529-9500. We're going to get back to you as soon as possible to set up that meeting to discuss your financial future. This is Paul Durso here with my co-host, Charlie Bowers. The show is Simply Financial with Paul Durso. We're all about taking your first step to financial clarity right here on the Insight Financial Network, IFN. Set beside